Hi, I'm Winter of Wandering Wisdom and of So-Called Coaching. I'm a third-generation intuitive, a master Reiki healer, teacher, mentor, life coach, and I'm bringing you this podcast with all these amazing people that I know in my community who are metaphysical practitioners, healers, teachers, bringing you their experiences and wisdom, as well as my own personal journeys to support you in your up-leveling and having an even more amazing day. Welcome. Okay, so thank you so much for tuning in to Wandering Wisdom with Winter. Today I have Felicia Sanders. She is an inspirational author of picture books for children and adults. Her most recent book is called Gustav's Adventures. Today I'll be speaking with her about her experiences in connection with spirit and how she came into her path of creating inspiration for others. Felicia, thank you so much for being here with me today. This is amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to... <laughs> to talk to you about my, you know, because a lot of people don't really, at least they don't really understand mm-hmm. what spiritual awakening looks like. And I didn't quite understand myself. So just having the opportunity to chat with people who are going through or have gone through something like that, it's, it's, that's like the cherry on top to me. That's oh why gosh. I do what I do. This is, this is going to be, this going to be awesome. Okay. So I have some questions for you. Um okay. But what I'm really curious, like, to start with is um, if you can remember, how old were you when you began to experience connection with spirit, like, as a child? That's a great question. You know, I think there wasn't any one point in time where I felt like that has to be the moment. Because as an adult, even now, it's weird because I could be, like, watching a Hallmark movie and then suddenly my mind just goes to that place where I was a kid and just, you know, and it kind of like transcends every, like all kinds of time and just reminded me of like, remember that one sticker? And, you know, it, it's just weird because like as a, as a kid, I was born in Indonesia and Indonesia, it's, you know, it's very like religious. It is spiritual, but I wouldn't say spirituality where I grew up in was normal. Um, so I was probably more categorized as religious i grew up catholic you know i read bibles every day um and so when i was going through so-called my darkest moment i just remember there were moments in my life that you know the spirit kind of reminds me of there was a sticker in front of my childhood um closet cabinet and every night I would kneel right by the closet because it's right by my bed. But it was a picture of, you know, I guess it was Jesus' hand, but it was pretty much the scripture said, um, I have you in the palm of my hands. And at the time where I remember about this, it was so, I needed to hear that reassurance in my life that everything was going to be okay. Because everything, the world around me, from what I can see, we're okay. So I think, you know, to your, to your, to answer your question, it's such a difficult thing because I believe that our journey in my, in our life 
has begun even before we are here. We just don't remember who we are until we are starting to be remembered again. And I think that's a part of the awakening process. Beautifully said. I know that like um, everyone has kind of different um, memories like from their childhood. Like I have um, a somewhat tangible like around like 10 years old. But then like my mom will tell me stories from like when I was a baby. <laughs> like My memory doesn't go back that far of like, right. yeah, you know, like different like things like yeah. like happening. Um, so have you been sensitive like throughout your life? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I remember when I was kind of like going through your information stuff, you had mentioned that your father had a near-death experience. Right, Um, yes. And I was curious um, from that experience, from what he shared with you about it, like how did that kind of like create like, um connections or like oh like you know those like aha moments about you, right. you know what I mean like yes mm-hmm. it, it, I think it, it completely changed my perspective of just what life is because I think you know as a child and even as an adult for the longest time I kind of shelter myself from and believing that what we see is what it is <laughs> And and actually, it's like so much more than that, you know, and there are so many experiences that I had as a child that I knew, especially with my dad near death experience. I think it really opened up my beliefs to there are so much more to life than what you can what meets the eye. And I'm, you know, I, I think the reason why I was asking you if you've been kind of sensitive throughout your whole life through spirituality I honestly felt like I've been, you know, I've been, I'm the only child, I'm the only grandchild. And as a child, I think I, people kind of labeled me as, you know, I'm mature quickly. I have an old soul, you know, all these words that, that kind of like didn't mean anything to me back then. But now I think I understand kind of what that meant because I always gravitated towards seeking the purpose of life and why I'm here. And I think as a, five-year-old you know all my friends just want to you know get in the backyard and play with muds and, and and here I am like seeking the life biggest question and and I remember my aunt um she passed on right now but she was the one person that had told me you know God has a great purpose for you um you know keep nurturing that intuition and that voice and for the first time instead of like trying to deny them I started to accept that maybe, you know, everyone's calling is different. And that was such a hard thing for me to swallow as a kid because I think, you know, a part of our journey, we have to go through the kind of like the soul searching for like, who are we? You know, everybody wants to fit in, right? Especially during our like middle school, high school years. And I never felt like I fit in and I didn't quite understand why. Or I never want to fit in either, (laughs) which is kind of, you know, like I think people sometimes misunderstood me because I never seek people or I never want on purpose to seek people approval. But that didn't mean I didn't care. You know, I just didn't know how to connect on that level. But my dad's, I think my dad's experience was a catalyst for me because at that time he was diagnosed with 
basically a life-threatening disease. And, you know, to cut, to cut the long story short, every single expert in Southeast Asia, and not just Indonesia, like Singapore, all the leading surgeons and specialists, were pretty much, you know, kind of like say goodbye to your dad. And I remember it was a Christmas, kind of like during the Christmas week, which is kind of a, which is why, why I want to do this during Christmas, because I felt like this is, the timing couldn't even be, you can't even time it. <laughs> you know, the fact that I get your email, like right around when I was experiencing this as a kid, as a 13 year old. Um, and I just remember thinking to my mom, it's like, my mom didn't really, you know, she's a housewife, so she doesn't know like how to continue life without my dad, because he was the breadwinner. So our mind just started like thinking about the worst case scenario. And I just remember thinking as a 13 year old, and I just said, you know, God, if you're up, you're, if you're, you know, if you're real, show me, show me that you're real. Cause I am just like, I don't understand why this happened to me. And I was kind of angry at him for kind of making us go through what we went through. And honestly, I think at that moment I had no way out or I didn't really have a way for me to explain anything else um, and exhaust all other options except for trusting him, except for believing that, you know, like the spirit and, you know, all this spiritual beings, they're actually working out, you know, working out a solution for me. And I just remember if that's your will, and I think I remember the moment I let go is the moment that things changed. And it's a beautiful thing because he was diagnosed, like I remember when he went through the surgery room as a child, um, the surgeon told me that he only had like 1% chance of making it. And so pretty much we knew, me and my mom thought that was the last time we we're going to ever see him alive. And the fact that he's still alive today, that was, you know, the, I mean, there's no other explanation other than that miracles happen. Like miracles are a real thing. And spirituality is a powerful thing that we shouldn't shun, you know? So, yeah. And the rest is, I mean, the rest is not history, but at the same time, that was kind of, it's almost like, you know, have you ever said, you know, have you ever said to like somebody who can't see colors and you explain, hey, the sky is blue and you don't know how to explain it to them because they're colorblind. But then as soon as something happened and if they, you know, if they can see color, it's like suddenly the world opens up. That's kind of how I felt about spirituality. And I don't really quite understand who God is. And I'm not one to talk about God a lot. I just felt like if you don't, if you're not in alignment with your life purpose, like you just don't know what magic truly feels like. And what a waste, right, to go through life thinking like there that this is all there is, right? So, yeah, and that's that's kind of what inspires me later on to write things through my journey. And it took me almost forty years of my life to finally accept and not run away from what I thought was, you know, kind of like oh, of course, like you know, I kind of almost take it for granted because I was afraid of being judged by people like. Because, you know, not a lot of people are interested in spirituality. I don't want to sound preachy. But I think at some point in my adult's life, it was instead of becoming 
a saucer calling, it becomes louder <laughs> to the point where I can't get away. And that kind of propelled me to follow my happiness again, so to speak. Um, and I think if, you know, if there is any one tips that I'll share for people who are listening through this, that, you know, everything it, to everything, there's a season. And so embrace the season that you're in and just believe that God is like working things out for you. It's like things doesn't happen to you, you know, and, and it's just like it's a beautiful thing when you when you learn to let go and truly just let life flow and, you know, believe that things are working out even when you don't understand it. Because I, I certainly did not until 40 years later. <laughs> so, but yes. Does that answer your question? Yes. yes. That was such a beautiful share. Thank you so much for for getting into that and for like showing us the the connections between your experience as a child, your father's near death experience, and how it all sort of like helped you step into your your purpose that you felt was was pulling at you. Um, it seems like. This year especially was kind of like the year of reckoning for a lot of people who were on one trajectory doing what it is that they thought that they were supposed to be doing or that they should be doing, right? Um, according to whatever, like, programming or, like, raised with, you know. Um, but this year also kind of introduced this space... And this question of, well, if you don't do that, what do you want to do? Right. 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 There was a lot right. of um, movement shifting in that way of where a lot was like taken away and like left with this space of like, well, what are you going to create? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you point that out because the whole purpose of me kind of creating this community of tribe of, uh, we, you know, my website is called Camps at Sea, but Camps at Sea actually, you know, for most people, they don't know this because the original Camps at Sea was supposed to be a travel website because I love to travel so much. And I created this website in 2018, actually, but it just never really feels right. I don't know if that's like the right terminology to describe it. I never felt compelled to build on the camps at sea in 2018. And I just kind of like, you know, creating, I was focusing more on my other business, which is on travel. And I kind of built on that. And it wasn't until probably when the pandemic hits, right? It's almost like the world shuts down. But what I learned from my childhood again, you know, being like almost like your face against the wall the brick wall and it's almost like you know if anybody had watched harry potter that carrie had to go through the brick wall to get to the other side um to find the train station nine three and a quarter or something like that and everybody that was on the other side of the wall thought like he was nuts because there was no such a thing and when he saw somebody who looked like they knew where they're going he followed them but he had to go through the brick wall and to me that's like sometimes in life that's kind of how I felt, you know, because, like, my travel industry suddenly, like, blew up, you know, like, everything that you, that I was building on, that I thought, you know, I'm a, I'm a very analytical person, so I feel like spirit knows how 
to get my attention. And I'm, I like to be busy. I like to keep myself, you know, like I have, I'm a very type A personality. So I'm very uncomfortable being in unknown situations. But this year kind of forced me in a way to like breathe. Like even, you know, today is like the first day that I came back from my trip and I was like, you know, it's important, like this message needs to be shared. So I'm like, just breathe. Like it's not the end of the world. And, and the funny thing is like when the water is calm and that was like going back to the campsite, the idea again, it's like when the water is calm, suddenly you can see. When the water is choppy, you know, you think you know where you're going, but you don't really. And if you if you just stop like flapping your arms and try to keep yourself afloat, maybe for once, you know exactly where you need to go. It's like, you know, almost like when you pause, it's actually like propel you to, you know, your true north. And that's, you know, a long story short, it's kind of like, that's kind of my inspiration for naming the website, the tribe, Campsat C, is to help people navigate in the between period where you don't feel like you know where you're going, but it's also the beauty of where things flow. When you're in the middle of the unknown, it's like anything is possible. And I think that's gonna, and, and what's possible to most people, you know, is different for everyone. And I think that's why you kind of have to find your calm so that you are not dragged by people who are going this way or that way, that way. You gotta follow your own true north. And the only way that you can do that is to kind of like going inward and find your true self again and remember who you truly are. And, you know, like like the book Gustav Adventure, right? Like it's funny because like nobody expects him to dream big and all this. But the whole analogy of the story why I created this seal in Alaska and he wants to go to Hawaii is when I was in the darkest period where I felt like I woke up in this strange land that I don't really recognize, like, why am I here right now? I want people to feel like if you ever find yourself in an island where you don't feel like this is where I was supposed to be, I hope you find the courage to explore and begin your adventure to find your Hawaii, so to speak, you know? <laughs> um, I know that sounds like very, you know, trivial, but, and, and when I speak about Hawaii, that was like in the very tips of the iceberg when I um, when I start my spiritual reawakening again. And I did not know, for those of you, I don't know if, if anybody have heard of Lemuria before, but um, I did not know that Lemuria is supposed to be near Hawaii. And so I'm just like, oh, interesting. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, I did not know much about anything. But isn't that funny when you begin the process of, the unknown, so to speak, it's like you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just kind of like get your boat and start paddling and trust the waves are going to take you to where you need to go, you know. Um, so, yeah, of course, there's going to be, you know, things that you need to try every day. There's going to be things that, you know, like in, in the book, I also want to teach kids and parents, like, you know, just because just because you have a vision, just because you have a spiritual awakening, you still have to put in effort, daily effort and daily persistence. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't mean you will, you will be, you know, skimp from failures. Like those things are just all a part of the process. 
And instead of like trying to avoid things and being fearful of being so-called like in the in the ocean, in the deep emotions of life, that's kind of what I want. I want them to like remember, like you know, it, this can actually be fun. We just have to kind of change our mindset and perspective to allow greater things to come to our life. You know, so that's that's the inspiration for that book and the website. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. And um, while you were speaking about that, it actually kind of made me like connect to what you were um, mentioning before. So about finding your true north, turning within, trusting. That the waves are going to bring you where you need to go, but at the same time, putting in the action and the effort too, right? Because you have to kind of like do the work on your end so that the universe can like meet you where you're at. And um, I would love it if you have any suggestions for how people can stay connected and aligned in living, you know, their purposeful life. So it's like if they're kind of falling out of that alignment and like not knowing you know, like, uh-huh. what direction to go, and what are some tips that you have for for doing that? Yeah, that's that's a very loaded question, <laughs> but I'm glad you asked the question, because for me, like, going back to my, my natural tendency, I do need to find my calm every morning, like, to start my day, and it's weird, because in the middle of um, the awakening, my awakening process, I start seeing synchronicities and I do not quite, I know nothing about anything because I'm not, and, and when I ask people this question, it seems like, you know, it, it almost like I was shunned, you know, it was like, oh gosh, what is that woo-woo stuff? Like, you know, go away. <laughs> it's like, you know, but it's just like the knowing that you know what you know, like nobody can not validate your emotions. And instead of, like, running away from your feelings, my suggestion is to start your day embracing your emotion. Like, sometimes, like, taking deep breath. Like, for me, I I like to run. But, you know, I'm not saying, like, everybody has to run. And actually, running to me is my meditation time. Um, So I would say, you know, start your day. Find your calm, whatever that means to you. Because I think when it's calm, this is kind of where you get inspired actions, right? Because a lot of people, a lot of people kind of like, oh, they want, they are chasing happiness, they are chasing success, and then they have like this to-do list, and it stresses themselves out. Whereas if you start your day being aligned with your higher self, with the spirit, with God, you know, whatever resonate with you, it's like you're. It's almost like you know, you kind of take off that blinders. And not only that you can see better, suddenly the water is calm and you suddenly can see the floor of the beach, you know, the sand, whatever. When you're connected with your higher self, that's like when magic things happen. For example, like the trip that I was, I just came from, I was inspired while I was running to reach out to this person. Well, I was running, like not even once. Like I get email from this person for over a year and I never once like, thought about emailing him back you know we get one of those right but what I'm saying is like what makes me want to do that but I think throughout my awakening process I I want people to know like when you have a nudge about something or an intuition about something 
follow that whispering voice, although sometimes it doesn't always make sense, because you'll be surprised at what that flow of life actually creates. You know, you're a very powerful creator of your life, and alignment is all about allowing that magic to kind of flow through you. And I tell you what, real quick, this is like out of the blue, but when I was traveling back in Atlanta airport, I was, um, I actually had to be moved to a different gate. So I was, you know, kind of like, it was 9.30 at night. I was kind of tired. I was hungry. <laughs> and um, and I, I just kept walking. And the first, the first three restaurants that I went to, I was kind of like, oh, we don't, we don't, we don't serve, we don't serve food anymore. And we only serve drinks. I'm like, but I'm hungry. So where am I supposed to go? And so I just like start grumbling deep down. I'm just like, okay, great. I guess I'm going to be hungry until 2am, which is where I was going to land. Um, long story short is the gate right by my gate. There was a restaurant that just opened. It's a small one. And when I ordered my drinks, the guy, Enrique, I guess in this case, he was kind of like very sweet to me and very attentive. And so I said, I wrote a note on the receipt. I said, Merry Christmas, Cedero. Thank you so much. And great things are coming, period. So I handed the check to him, right? He came back, like, from the back. I did not know people, like, read this stuff, right? I never done that before, but I, I get that nudge. So he came back from the back, and he, and he circled his name in bold. And he's like, can you please give me feedback, you know, whatever. And, and this is my name. And so I did. I gave, I gave him the feedback. And he never thought, like, I was gonna do that because you know how many people actually come in and out and never do that right and then when I said before I left I told that I told him that I did it I did it for you and you know just trust like it's gonna work out I don't know what what I'm saying I don't know I'm just kind of like saying whatever flows right and he started tearing up and then I saw a um you know a penny like right by his his footsteps which is kind of interesting and just like wow okay i guess this is kind of what happened when you follow your you know because you can be the miracle that somebody needs to hear and you know being in tune again spirituality i learned that we are not here you know we're a part of the bigger we're part of the bigger good like everybody is interconnected and we are here to like help each other home so to speak home and, you know, that's why when I run my business, when I go through the unknown, so to speak, it's almost like you, you know, not every day is going to be gravy and people think like, oh, yeah, you know, you have it easy. Actually, it's the farthest from the truth. But my happiness doesn't come from outside validation. You know, my peace and happiness comes from from spirit. And, you know, it's like, and I think that's the beauty because like, you know, when you're in the deep water, you need that anchor that goes all the way down so that you're not, you know, you're not like through, get limboed by, by the ways of life. And, um, so I would say, you know, find your calm every day, do the inspired action, whatever comes to your mind, like what's the worst thing that can happen, right? Like, Oh, that's not the right one. So what move on to the next one, but at least, the more you follow that nudge, the stronger that voice will be. And that's a beautiful thing. Like you just, I think it was Albert Einstein that says like, you can, you can live life two ways. One as if nothing is a miracle and another where everything is a miracle. And, you know, I just choose that, you know, I rather be where everything is magical. <laughs>
it's just better that way anyway, right? <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that those tips are, are so simple and so easy to follow. And um, when I'm working with people, like I'm always acknowledging that everyone has like their access point to their inner space. For some, it's listening to guided meditations. For others, it's based in movement and it means like go taking a hike or like doing a run. There's so many ways to like reach that inner calm. And I love how you said that when you have that that nudge to just follow it because I feel like so many times and I mean it happens to to everybody myself included it's like this practice of learning to follow the nudge instead of pushing it aside or over analyzing it like just yeah. go with it and like see what happens and that's where like the magic starts to unfold that's fantastic I love it um, I'm so excited to share your info and your links. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So hey, that people yeah, can find you and get in touch with you. I'm to share yours as well. That, I love connecting with, you know, awakened people. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for doing this with me today. It's such a beautiful way to, to end the year. Right. Right? On this inspirational note. It's fantastic. Greater things are coming. I mean, you know, it's, it's honestly, I think the more we speak it, the more we believe it. It becomes, you know, I think, I think what you believe becomes your reality. And that's just the truth of it. If you think life is like, oh my gosh, why me? Why me? And I don't get me wrong. I was in that space for the longest time because I thought, you know, it, it's, it's like everything is like, why is this thing happening again? It, you know, but. Just like um, going back to that Harry Potter, you can tell like, you know, we've been binge watching <laughs> on Harry Potter. But my daughter actually pointed this, this out yesterday and she said, um, Mom, I guess, you know, as Harry, you can actually look at it two ways. Like he can actually be a victim as the boy who lost the parents, right? It's a fact. Like, you know, you don't deny it. Or he can choose to believe that he is the boy who lives. The choice is him. Like the choice is is what he made out to be, you know. And I think that's sometimes we need to be, we need to be reminded of that. That you know, every situations that you're going through, you do have the power to own it, own your story. And if you don't like how your story is going right now, rewrite it. As, as no matter how small it is, you know, no matter if you just wake up maybe five minutes earlier and just to kind of calm yourself down and. But the beauty of that is, like, we are, if we're connected with the person who built this earth and galaxy and whatever else you call this, you have no idea how powerful you are, you know? And, and that's kind of the, the beauty of that. And, you know, sometimes when we are not aligned, like you said, we forget who we are and we become the victim of life. Um but that's, you know, that's a part of the spiritual awakening that, you know, slowly I, I'm trying to hopefully remind both kids and parents, you know, right before bedtime, that's kind of the idea of it because that's also a part of my calm time as a mom. Um, we all have busy, busy days normally. And so this is kind of my way to hopefully kind of insert a little bit of positivity to kind of help people be reminded, you know, that, hey, anything is possible. I love it. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>